It is the week of August 10th, 2020, and I want to welcome you to Lumber Connection, a weekly podcast bringing you the latest trends in the North American lumber market, brought to you by the Structural Building Components Association. Uh, TJ Yerke here, and we welcome back Justin Binning and Ken Timmons, two lumber traders with American International Forest Products. Justin, Ken, you're doing well today. How are we doing? Doing great. Fantastic day. Thanks for having us, TJ. Excellent. Absolutely. Thanks for being here. Uh, let's kick it off uh, with our usual question. I'm going to start with you, Justin, if you don't mind. Uh, give us a recap of the past week's lumber trading activity and what we may see uh, this week in the market. Yeah, you bet. More of just wild, crazy madness um, just doesn't seem to stop. I know I sound like a broken record here, and I really, I think when we started this podcast, we didn't really see it playing out this way where, gosh, I hope we're not boring these guys. You know, it's, um, I feel like we're, we're quote unquote lacking on some, you know, content. Usually we've got some variations in the market. We've got some changing, some things happening, potential moves that we see that may happen or things to keep an eye on. This thing is just, uh, it's just out of this world. I mean, there's not a whole lot to report on from any change of anything other than the I would say that the the trend continues and just gaining more momentum. It sounds crazy. Again, I mean, it, it does, but it, it it's the truth. Wood is scarce. We have a just a, a supply, a flat-out supply issue, and we've got overwhelming demand every single day. I mean, I woke up this morning, and kind of the lumber businesses we all know, and now, you know, some businesses, you know, are a little bit different than others, but for the majority, Mondays, Fridays, um, kind of generally quieter, I would say, at least in our industry, um, guys are kind of getting it back into the, the office, they're handling issues or this, that, or the other. And, and as the week progresses, things heat up and more lumbers bought and sold. And then as we en- enter Friday, again, things kind of quiet off guys start thinking about the weekend and what they're doing and such, and maybe getting out of work early or whatever the case may be, but it's like this this morning I'm waking up, my phone's ringing, emails are flying through at 5 a.m. I mean, it's just, it's go time. There's, it's just hot at all moments of the day. Frustrating, um, I think for everyone in the in the industry outside of maybe the sawmills right now, they're loving it, but it, it's, it's not fun. I mean, it's just flat out not fun. I don't care who you are or where you're located. It's a pain in the you-know-what to buy lumber. It's hard to find, and when you can find it, you don't know if you're getting a good deal or a bad. And it doesn't matter if you're a wholesaler or a trust manufacturer or a distributor. Um, The market feels like it's got this huge working space of of a range of, you don't know what's worth what anymore. Like nobody really knows what the value of quote-unquote lumber is today because I haven't been able to buy it. I haven't been able to buy wood or really enter the marketplace in any sort of volume in months. So picking around the edges, finding stuff here and there. But um, outside of that, you know, again, the the word, I guess, mayhem. You know, I was joking with you guys early before we started the call. Um, there's so many words you could use to describe it. Maybe that's another one. Just mayhem. Difficult trade. Um, that's what I'm seeing from my desk. Just more more madness and mayhem. All right. So, Ken, on the first species side, uh, looking at last week and, and coming into this week, are you having as much fun as Justin is? Ooh, uh, I don't know if I'd call it fun, <laughs> but the answer is yes. Um, I would also say I'm, I'm frustrated um, with the trade just from the lack of 
being able to match up production and needs because the needs are so great. The market is incredibly liquid. I mean, things do not stick around for more than a couple of minutes on a mills list in the morning. And our transit inventory is revolving like crazy as well. Mills are starting to push their order file out into late mid late September and they're raising prices every time they sell something. So, I mean, it's very satisfying to be able to help a guy, a component manufacturer, find the right truck or car or whatever it is for their needs. That is fun, you know, but there's extremely high inquiry and I'd say 95% of it isn't coverable. So that can be very frustrating, you know, for the supplier and for the end user as well. So as we've said over the last three, four weeks, you know, continue to stay in front of it. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Ken, Stan and you, uh, let's talk about volume for a moment. Um, and the question is, you know, how much volume are you seeing at the current price levels? You know, is buying right now more active, less active, or about normal? Buying is as active as the, the amount of supply will allow. So like I said, everything's liquid. Any wood that enters the marketplace immediately gets consumed. So, I mean, there's no opportunity for anyone to go long because they haven't covered their needs entirely yet. So we're active. I mean, it's building season around the country. There's no market that's cooled off right now. It's it's really wild to see how quickly values go and what is considered a value in this type of, of trading environment. So, I mean, like a, a general barometer I use to a lot of customers when they're asking about what we're seeing on the trading floor is 100 orders a day, that could be cars or trucks, is about normal for us as a trading floor. North of 150 is very active, and then less than 75 or 70 is, you know, a slower day. And like Justin said, it kind of pyramids throughout the week. Mondays and Fridays tend to be less active than Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'd say every day for the last two months, we've been north of 125 to 150 orders a day, and it would be more if there was more wood available. So it's, it's as active as it gets right now, and the only thing stopping it is the amount of supply. Sure. Justin, additional thoughts on just volume, what we're seeing right well, now? Well, Ken really said it said it well. I mean, I can't, there's not a whole lot I can add to that. There's just, again, I mean, there's not enough to go around. So no one can really get positioned to where they can stay out of the market. Um, the market and the production um, of, availability of lumber is not allowing that. So right now they're only buying, like, able to buy enough really to, to face their immediate needs. And when you're looking at order files stretched out four to six weeks, I mean, you're kind of stuck in a rock and a hard spot. And then you're trying to call the phone, pick up the phone, maybe grab something out of distribution. Good luck if they have it. So it's just, again, that's where that frustration level lies in the marketplace across every um, you know platform or sector of our industry. It's, um, it's just difficult, but hard to... Uh, hard to buy any volume or trade volume when there's no volume available to trade or buy. So, you know, you don't see anybody coming in buying big blocks because you can't buy big blocks and so no mills doesn't have them. And the mills are doing their best, I guess, in theory to quote unquote, share the wealth. Meaning, you know, if the mill comes up and they've got a million feet on their list in the morning, they're not giving it to one guy. They're spreading it around a little bit, um, at least from what I can tell. So, but again, I think there's several guys that would love to just have the million feet. Sure, and that makes sense. Uh, switching gears uh, just a little bit, uh, talking about the housing market. Ken, back to you. 
uh, you had mentioned this just a moment ago, but um, you know, looking at economists, consultants, others in the market out there, you know, they look at housing starts, they look at all sorts of different metrics uh, when they're looking at the economy and just the housing in general. Um, some look to some of the same areas that are growing pretty rapidly. Um, question is, you know, I'm curious, what uh, analytics do you as a lumber trader look to? You know, how does lumber purchasing look throughout the different markets uh, around the country? And how uh, would you really compare or contrast lumber purchasing and overall consumption from one market to the next? Well, TJ, I'd say new home construction is active throughout the country. And the lumber purchasing coupled with that is active. The thing that we're seeing this year that's you know, remarkable to years past is repair and remodel is extremely active. And that makes logical sense, right? Everyone's spending much more time at home, so they either want to build a bigger space or upgrade their existing space. And that's going to continue to be the trend for a long time. So that's really constraining, you know, shorter length lumber, eight foot, 92 and five eighths inch, 96 inch, that sort of thing, 120s, you know, lengths that are typically a discount in the marketplace are an extreme premium. So that's had a big influence on, on lumber purchasing, regardless of the market. One thing that's, you know, not groundbreaking by any means, but with the pandemic as well, people are, are moving away from these large cities. I mean, my office is here in Portland, Oregon, and it feels like every day, you know, I see a new San Francisco Giants jersey at the grocery store, which I'm not going to harp on too hard because my co-host Justin here is a Northern Cal to Portland transplant, but he did that far before it was it was trendy. That was 15 or 20 years ago. So, um, but I mean, it's no it's no surprise. Guys are moving from these big cities to smaller developing cities or out, you know, where they have a little bit of space and land and, and property and that trend is going to continue for years to come. Yeah, I mean that's it's really well said, Ken. Again, I mean you're you're stealing the uh, the show here. I don't have a ton to add on that, but from a fundamental standpoint, when we look at housing, it's it's rock solid. Interest rates remain historically low. Um, now, the one thing that we, we I would say keep an eye on and could be a potential precursor to slowing this market down at some point is is credit bank lending. Um, they are they're tightening up from every publication that I've read. It's getting harder and harder to get money. Long story short, we're also I mean, look at credit lines right now. <clears throat> look at the price of lumber. I mean, we're talking right now. I feel like the average cost of a load of lumber is is twenty two to twenty five thousand dollars on a truckload. Right. So, again, double what what we've normally been accustomed to. Um, so that is going to put strains on credit lines through for everybody. And again, it, it ties in line, you know, to the last question in regards to volume. Guys, just they whether even if they wanted to right now at the price of lumber, they can't. Um, they simply can't from a credit standpoint. But again, along the the housing lines, um, we I have seen and read multiple publications. You know, the lending guidelines are tightening, and it's getting tougher to get money really. Um, so we'll see how that turns out long term or, you know, over the next six months for us. Um, maybe that could be one of the catalysts that, you know, eventually, you know, slows this, uh, slows this train down a bit. But yeah, but housing strong. I mean, doesn't matter. West Coast, East Coast, Northeast, Southeast, Southwest, uh, Midwest, um, things are, they're building. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. That's for sure. So the last question here, uh, Justin, let's 
throw it at you uh, first. Um, you know, you, you spoke to a little bit in this podcast about uh, kind of the day-to-day operations and working with component manufacturers. Uh, and, and, and you offer great advice uh, to component manufacturers on what they should look for or consider um, every week here. But I'm wondering if you may have or could share any kind of missteps or that CMs should avoid, right? Are there any kind of common occurrences you see when working with your component manufacturing clients uh, out there with regard to lumber, the lumber market? Not listening to their broker when they tell them they should buy this lumber. <laughs> you know, no, not really. No, I think we're such, we're in an environment that has changed so much so rapidly and so unexpectedly that it's it's hard to prepare for that battle. But I think really most CMs have done a good job realigning you know, species, re-engineering software quickly to be able to use different products. You know, if they're accustomed to a market that they're using yellow pine, um, I've seen a lot of guys been able to switch over to Doug Fur or Spruce or a guy that's accustomed to using Spruce. He's switched and be able to start bringing in Doug Fur uh, relatively quickly. But that's that's what you, you've kind of got to be able to do right now because if you're accustomed to just wanting or, or being able to get the same old product from the same mill and the same guy that you used to, you're digging deep in the Rolodex right now. You know, I'm getting calls from guys I haven't done business with in years. Like, Hey, remember me? Got any wood? And, um, nope. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I wouldn't say any necessarily any missteps. You've just got to be able to, um, audible fast at the line. And, um, you know, again, we're just kind of in a, in a, in a fiber grab right now. So, but yes, if, uh, if you've got somebody, uh, you've done business with for a long time. I mean, now is the time to really lean on um, your trusted relationships and partners, whether that's with sawmills, lumber brokers, or whoever that may be, lean on those guys and uh, trust their advice right now. And um, I would say that that is a, a key key element um, right now to being able to make sure that your business runs uh, smoothly. Sure. Kenton, are you any uh, missteps or kind of common occurrences you're seeing with put a manufacturing clients. I agree with what Justin's saying here. I'd say the biggest mistake is, you know, waiting for the market to correct just for the fact that it, it should historically for this time of the year, you know, I'm hearing it all day long from people around the country that they think, you know, Oh, I'm, I'm going to wait four or five weeks. Maybe it comes off or, you know, and it's just a, 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 crippling thought to have when order files are already passing where guys need to be buying their wood. I mean, it just feels like inventory in the field might even be lighter than some people want to admit, which is only more bullish on the market in the long-term trend. So Justin said it very, very well. Continue to communicate actively, be clear, be honest and upfront with what you need, and you'll be the one to get your needs covered. All right. So Ken, 30 seconds, any final thoughts coming into this week? Just address address your needs up front and be swift when the opportunity arises. It might not be exactly what you're looking for, but if it's close and you can turn it into a truss, grab it. Justin? I would say uh, breathe. Uh, deep breaths, woosah, rub the earlobes, think happy thoughts, and uh, be aggressive. I mean, I think I finished off uh, these last five weeks with kind of the same thing. Be aggressive. Um, and if you have been aggressive... Um, it's paid off for you because we see what's happened in the market over the last five weeks. And, and I'm, I'm telling you, look forward to another five weeks. 
and I mentioned this in a, in a previous podcast, might have been last week, may have been the pre- previous week. For the days of 250, 350, kind of mill base lumber pricing, those days are done. We've got to get get your mind wrapped around the mindset of a new level, whether it's 500, 700 mil, somewhere in that range. But when we do come back down from this, it's we're not going back down to a 250, 350 mil. Now, quote it. Obviously, it's on the podcast. We can revert to this and I could be full of it and I could be wrong. But the fundamental issues that we have from a supply base are not changing. Now, if you're going to tell me we're going to do less than we're going to go back down to 500,000 housing starts or 750, which is something I guess could could occur at some point from an economic standpoint uh, in, in the future that could that could Maybe that could happen. Anything's possible, right? We never saw this coming. So, but I'm telling you from based on what I'm seeing, we're, we're, we've got to get accustomed to a new normal as far as lumber pricing. Now, do I think it's at these levels, 900, 1,000 plus? No. But again, do I think it's 250 to 350? No. Um, it's going to be somewhere in the middle. So uh, I would say that's my final thought, but stay aggressive out there, ladies and gentlemen. And um Trust your, your people out there that you've leaned on for years and, um, you know, heed their advice. Um, and if you pass up on a deal, which you don't think's a deal, you'll probably wake up the next day and realize it was a deal. So if you get it, it fits your needs, buy it. Great. Well, that wraps up Lumber Connection for this week. As always, Justin and Ken, thank you for your insight today. Our pleasure. Thanks, TJ. Absolutely. And to our listeners out there, if you have questions for our experts, please email them to lumber at sbcindustry.com and we'll be sure to get them answered here on Lumber Connection.